volunteer state. It's time to join the nation with Chris Lowe of ESPN.com and Austin Price of Rivals and Valquest.com. Presented by Mortgage Investors Group. Breaking news and giving expert analysis. For the next hour, Chris and Austin will take your calls on college athletics around the SEC and the nation. College football, basketball, special guests, recruiting, and more. The nation. Hosted on location by Texas Roadhouse. Sponsored by Mortgage Investors Group. The number one lender in the state of Tennessee. Making the American dream possible. Learn more at MIGonline.com. By Texas Roadhouse. Your home for legendary food and legendary service. 12 area East Tennessee restaurants. By Marathon. Featuring top-tier clean gasoline for peak performance. Stop by your neighborhood Marathon station. Marathon. Fueling the American spirit. By Farm Bureau Health Plans. When looking for health care coverage, let Farm Bureau Health Plans coach you through the choices. By Tennessee LASIK Associates. Proud supporter of the Tennessee Volunteers. See the difference with Tennessee LASIK. And by Coors Light. The world's most refreshing beer. Coors Light. Made to chill. Celebrate responsibly. Distributed across the Volunteer State by Cherokee Distributing. The Nation is also brought to you by... Evening, it's Chris Lowe and Austin Price. We are at Texas Roadhouse here on the east side as Austin is finishing off his trusty grilled chicken, and it looks scrumptious, Austin, as usual. This is the nation. We do it every Sunday night. We certainly appreciate you spending part of your Sunday evening with us. Uh, not a great Saturday afternoon in Neyland Stadium for the Tennessee Volunteers as for the 14th straight time, 14 straight times, Alabama takes down Tennessee. It's hard for me, for somebody who grew up around the Tennessee-Alabama rivalry, and, and full disclosure, when I was in school in the mid-'80s at the University of Tennessee, Tennessee won three of the four years I was there over at Alabama. And it's just hard for me at 55 to really remember back a time. Of course, Philip Fulmer, during his heyday, owned Alabama pretty well, but just seems – further and further away that this has really been a robbery, Austin Price. No. I, <laughs> I tweeted that. Yeah, it, and it's even been less a rivalry, Chris, um, in Knoxville. I mean, you know, you go back, you know, since 2006 when the Vols last won inside Neyland Stadium against Alabama. 2008, 29-9. 2010, 41-10. 2012, 44-13. 14, 34 to 20, 2016, 49, 10, 58 to 21 in 2018, and then 48, 17 yesterday. Uh, the series has been closer in Tuscaloosa, where in 2009 they lost 12, 10, and in 2015 they lost 19, 14. You know, and that's three straight games that Tennessee's lost now this year. The closest of those three, 23 points. To Georgia. Yeah. So Tennessee really hasn't been close the last uh, 
the last three games. I know that's what's most frustrating for Tennessee fans. It's one thing to lose to Alabama, but it never be in the football game. You know, you fought Georgia pretty hard in the first half. Yeah. In the second half, you're just a total no-show. And then Kentucky comes in here. Let's, there's no other way to say it. They embarrass you on your home turf. And then turned around and lost to Missouri. But, but and this is, this is not in any way carrying water for Tennessee, but that's sort of, I think that's what the SEC is going to be this year, outside of Alabama on one end, and maybe Georgia, because I think Georgia may get another shot at Alabama in the SEC championship game. If they do, who knows? And then I think Vanderbilt right now is the weakest of the teams in the league. But then there's a big cluster of teams. What would you say, six, seven teams? They're all pretty close, maybe even maybe even eight. We'll put it this way: there's there's three teams. I think there's six teams in the league right now that have lost already lost three or more games. Tennessee's among those six. Yeah, and we talked about this last week. I mean, there is kind of a big cluster of teams that are very similar. But you go back the last three weeks, Tennessee's not been competitive. Right. They had well, they were competitive at halftime at Georgia. Um, and then after that, it was a, it was a runaway. Kentucky was a no show, and then again, um, you know, yesterday they fall behind, and, and Alabama just you know runs away and wins forty eight seventeen. I think that's the, the the biggest sticking point, you know, for all fans. And and you know, Josh Ward at the Sports Animal here in Knoxville, he had a tweet out yesterday, and you know, in, in their first thirty games, most losses by twenty one or more points. Derek Dooley, 6. Butch Jones, 6. Jeremy Pruitt, 12. And, and, and that's the thing. They're either winning or they're getting run out of the stadium. And, and you know, and that's that's the hard part for fans is they're struggling watching, you know, the lack of competitiveness at times. And so, so all right, I'll ask you. And I know what the head football coach said Saturday. Where do you see... Or do you see the gap being closed well, between Tennessee and, and 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 I'm not saying that Tennessee's on the precipice of, of beating an Alabama, but do you see? I mean, are, are we seeing it on the recruiting trail? Because I know you follow recruiting very closely. I think what and, and he was meaning was not. He he looks at his team and he knows they look more like an Alabama or Georgia now than they did when he arrived. Like the line looks better on both sides of the ball. They're deeper than they were when he first got here. Um, you know, they're still atrocious at quarterback, and that's where then that's what's holding them back. I mean, if a new quarterback plays, does does that you know make up for thirty one points yesterday? No. You know, does it does it you know keep them in the game at Georgia? Maybe. I mean, two minutes to go in the third quarter, Chris. It was twenty three twenty one. And you know, and if you don't have those mistakes, who knows? You know, but you know, against and against Kentucky, uh, one of the craziest tweets I saw yesterday is if, if in Tennessee's last nine quarters of, of football, had they not, and actually maybe ten now, had they had the opponent not run an offensive snap, Tennessee's Tennessee's opponents would be up twenty-eight to twenty-four. And it's hard, it's hard to argue that Tennessee does not have to get better at the quarterback position, but Jared Garantano was in no way, shape, or form the reason they lost that football game yesterday. I mean, listen, to play devil's advocate, Tennessee got to tackle a lot better on defense to have any chance to be a winning football team this year. 
They still haven't covered anything across the middle all year nope. long or down the middle of the field. Do you think they could cover me and you across the middle? I don't know. Well, that's you maybe, but not me. Um, <laughs> I talked to a couple, couple people on the Alabama staff today, and I think the thing that they were most, I won't say blown away by, but the thing they kept talking about is that the Tennessee just not very good on defense, not very sound. Now, and remember, Alabama played without probably its best offensive player yesterday. All right, let's go back. Let's, let's, let's watch the start of the game. Alabama goes right down the field. They end up scoring a touchdown. They had the fumble that, that they, they, let, they said stood. It sure seemed like that he fumbled. He was laying on top of the defender when he fumbled. But let's say that goes to Tennessee's way, and, ten, and Tennessee gets the ball. I know we're playing ifs and buts here. But then the next series down – Alabama is dead to rights. Tennessee's got multiple defensive linemen there. They just missed a tackle, you know, on Najee Harris, three yards behind the line of scrimmage that would have forced an Alabama field goal. And then Tennessee goes and kicks a field goal. So, you know, at some point in the second quarter, it would have been 3-3, three to three, but instead they can't get off the field. Multiple times yesterday in the first half, more specifically the first half because at that point, the second half, it was a three, four score game. Tennessee couldn't get off the field and, and, and missed tackles and, and, and could not tackle Najee Harris. And, 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 uh, and, and, and not many people have been able to tackle Harris this year. And, and Tennessee couldn't get a, a, a pressure on the quarterback. They couldn't bring a blitz and get home. They couldn't do anything. I mean, it was. It, that, that's Mac the, Jones had. It, you and I, we made the joke about, you know, about covering us. I do think you and I could have played quarterback yesterday and walked out of there with a clean jersey. That's that's the other thing in talking to some folks in the Alabama staff is that that they felt like that Tennessee would be able to do a few things to to affect Mac Jones or get to him to rush him, not sack him seven or eight times. I'm not talking about that or even four or five times, but they just felt like Tennessee never did anything to put any pressure on him. And I think if you're a Tennessee fan. And you're watching that, and you're hearing that, and you're like, well, something's wrong. And there's got to be accountability all the way from the top, Jeremy Pruitt on down. And I know there's, you know, you fire your defensive line coach in the middle of the season, the middle of the game, what have you, whatever version of the story you want to hear. I know there's a lot of heat on his quarterback's coach, Chris Winkie. There's got, about, there's got to be a lot of heat on everybody, period. Again, starting with the head football coach. And the best head coaches – and, and to be fair to Jeremy, this is only his third year. We're, we're only partway through his third year as a head coach, okay? But the best head coaches, when things really start to go wrong, on either side of the football, they can get in there and fix it, and they find ways to fix it, whether it's through their staff, whether it's making the right moves, pressing the right buttons, uh, on the practice field. Those teams find a way to get better. And I think these two weeks, AP, because they're off this week, and then you got Arkansas on the road in two weeks. These two what? weeks tell us a lot about Jeremy Pruitt, this staff, this program, where this program is, and your number three under Jeremy Pruitt. These next two weeks, and then what happens the next three games at Arkansas, A&M in Knoxville, and then at Auburn. Well, and, and, and just looking at things through how a fan looks at it. Fans don't want to hear about year three because Sam Pittman is as competitive as anybody in this league in year one. Now, granted, he had a... He did, a, he did a really good job of taking less money, and, and, and really he, he commanded less money because he's never been a head coach and fortunate to be one. But then they put that money into his coordinators. And then 
Fans also don't want to hear it with the quarterback situation and about how Harrison Bailey's not ready when they look up at Graham Mertz at Wisconsin, who goes, you know, 21 or 20 or 21 or whatever he was the other night. Everywhere you look, there's an example of a first-year head coach or an inexperienced quarterback that, that you know, is, has gotten himself ready to play. You know, that's the, that's the thing that the staff, while they may feel like J.G. gives them the best chance to win, you still have to think about the fact that, you know, these there are other programs that are in the same boat that had to do contact tracing, that had to have you know, people miss because of COVID and stuff. I mean, it, it, it's not like Tennessee's the only one to battle this. Yeah, well, again, it's you know we can sit here and talk about the quarterback situation all day and, and whether he does or doesn't give them a chance to win. they got to do a lot of things around the quarterback on both sides of yes. the football a lot better if they're going to be a winning football team. No doubt. Okay, that, that, that's the bottom line. So I'm tired of the J.G., you know, bashing J.G., and, and certainly he's played poorly, very poorly at times, and not played smart He played times, solid yesterday. But he was not the reason in any way, shape, or form that they lost a football game last year. And down the stretch last year, he made some big plays for him. It goes much deeper than J.G. Again, you got to tackle better. you got to be more sound on defense. you got to cover the middle of the field. you got to pick up blitzes. you got to do the things around your quarterback, i.e. play calling, doing things to put your guys in the right position. There's a lot of things we could sit here and talk about that goes far beyond number two at the quarterback position. The nation is presented across the state of Tennessee each week by our friends at Mortgage Investors Group, the number one lender in the state of Tennessee. Mortgage Investors Group is excited to help home buyers affordably achieve the dream of home ownership by giving you the home court advantage. This great advantage will allow you to get into that dream home with less money out of your pocket Home buyers will be provided with an exclusive 15-year fixed-rate mortgage of $7,500, which will help cover your down payment, closing costs, prepaid, and in some cases, a portion of the insurance cost. This is not just for first-time home buyers. Move-up buyers may also be eligible. So call MIG today to learn more about the Home Court Advantage program and go to MIGonline.com to chat with a licensed loan officer online and get moving today toward your home buying goals so i tell you what ap we're about a minute away Let, let's go ahead and, and cut out early this first segment we'll try to catch up with our old buddy jason swain who by uh, ironically whatever was uh one of the last one of the few people here in in knox county who knows what it's like to beat alabama that's right he was on that 016 the last tennessee football team to beat alabama uh of course jason great job here with his radio show, The Swain Event. We're going to try to catch up with Jason on the next segment here on The Nation. He's Austin Price. I'm Chris Lowe. We'll be back from the Texas Roadhouse in just one minute. Well, we love being here with the friends at Texas Roadhouse, your home for legendary food and legendary service. Visit one of their 16 locations throughout the state of Tennessee. Are you hungry for a great deal? Texas Roadhouse features 11 early dine entrees for less than $10 on Mondays through Thursdays until 6 p.m. You can choose from the six-ounce sirloin, the barbecue chicken, the pulled pork dinner, and many other favorites. Text STEAK, S-T-E-A-K, to 68984 to become a Texas Roadhouse VIP. Enjoy information about specials and delicious gifts. Standard message and data rates apply. Texas Roadhouse is your home for hand-cut steaks, fall-off-the-bone ribs, Made from scratch sides and dressings, fresh baked bread, ice cold beer, and legendary margaritas. 
At University Eye Specialists, we're proud to call Knoxville home. We've been serving this community since 1935 and have cared for the UT Athletics Department since 1978. We pride ourselves on delivering the most comprehensive eye care in East Tennessee. Eye care is personal to us, just like our community. At University Eye Specialists, we're helping you live life in focus. To learn more, visit us at universityeye.com. When Chrissy Ray and Chuck Tunkin founded Mortgage Investors Group in 1989, the idea was simple. Help people realize the American dream. 29 years and 115,000 clients later, Mortgage Investors Group is the number one lender in Tennessee. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to do your mortgage, but it does take a promise. At MIG, it is their joy to keep promises. Go to MIGonline.com and let them get started on your American dream today. MIG is an equal housing lender. Mortgage license 109111. It could be a routine drive to pick up the kids after school or an epic road trip across the country. No matter where your travels take you, we know those miles count. We're Marathon. We have over 5,700 stations across our great nation. Our people are working hard every day to provide you with quality top-tier gasoline to improve engine performance and fuel your life. Marathon, fueling the American spirit. A lot's changed in the past few months, from how we protect our health to how we work. But for more than 70 years, Farm Bureau Health Plans has helped Tennesseans protect themselves, their families, and their savings. So right now, it's good to know that you have short-term, individual, and family plan options, along with dental and vision, for whatever lies ahead. Farm Bureau Health Plans. Give us a call or visit FBHP.com to learn more today. Enjoy the world's most refreshing beer, Coors Light, all season long. Whether you're at Neyland Stadium or tailgating at home, crack open an ice-cold Coors Light, the official beer of enjoying college football wherever you are. When things heat up on the gridiron, Coors Light is there to cool things down. Because it's made to chill, this fall, reach for the beer that supports the balls. Mountain Cold Refreshment, Coors Light, proud sponsor of the Tennessee Volunteers. Celebrate responsibly, 21 means 21. You're listening to The Nation with Chris Lowe of ESPN.com and Austin Price of ValQuest.com. Presented by Mortgage Investors Group. Hey, welcome back into the show, The Nation. It's Austin Price, my main man, Chris Lowe, and we're getting ready to join via the phone lines our good friend Jason Swain of the Swain event. Uh, Jason, let's get right to it, man. What does it feel like for those of us out here and all those people that, that live in and around Knoxville and are listening all across the state, what's it really feel like to beat Alabama? Because you're one of the few who really know how that feels. Yeah, 3-1 and one versus Alabama. Very, very proud of it. I uh, wish we were 4-0, four, four oh, but it's a great feeling being from the state, knowing that you know it's such a, a, a respected rivalry on both sides, knowing that so many great coaches on both sides and so many great players on both sides have been part of it. So, very, very proud of it, and uh, I just I can't wait for uh, some of the guys that, you know, played after 2006 here in Tennessee to be able to experience that. Yeah, we, you know, we're sort of having some fun with you about you being one of the few people around here who knows what it's like. More seriously, <laughs> as someone who was 3-1 against Alabama. Should have been 4-0. And played in that series when, right. it, when it was quote-unquote. As hard as it is for Tennessee fans to see what's happened, 
to see how Alabama has just taken off and left Tennessee as a player who played in this program. How difficult has that been for you to wrap your hands around it? No, it's very difficult. I didn't, you know, I, I didn't think that we'll, we would be sitting right here, you know, kind of just uh, being in the middle of this, this losing streak. And, and quite frankly, uh, the game's not being close most of the years. You know, last year Tennessee had a chance, uh, you know, it was a possession away from really making it close, but then, you know, did not make the play, and then Tennessee, uh, Tennessee was able, or Alabama was able to extend the lead, and, and the, the, the game was worse than it really was. And then, you know, yesterday just really was, was never a shot. Uh, the talent gap is, is wide, and you know, Alabama has it rolling. So, yeah, it's been, it's been extremely difficult sitting here watching, um, you know, Tennessee just be so far away from Alabama right now. Jason, when, when you look at, at, at this team, um, you know, for the last several weeks, everybody's pointed the finger at the quarterback. Um, but it, it sure seems like that they've got way more problems than just who's uh, taking that snap under center. It seems like that the problems lie on both sides of the football, don't it? No, absolutely. I mean, I'm watching the game yesterday, and, and, and the quarterback wasn't to reason why Tennessee uh, lost the game. I thought the quarterback played – uh, pretty well, actually. Um, but every time I look up, you know, it, it's an unblocked defensive lineman, you know, hitting the quarterback. Uh, it's a, you know, a bad route by a wide receiver. Uh, it's a running back not holding on to the football. Um, there's just so many different things that I see watching the football game that will get you beat when you're playing against a really, really good team. And then on the defense side of the football, you know, when you play against a great offense, you have to be able to take advantage of opportunities when they are right there in your hands. And, you know, we were unable to do that. And so, no, I think it's easy just to look at the quarterback. Uh, it's obvious he hasn't played, you know, extremely, extremely well this football season. He's been inconsistent. But it's more than just the quarterback position. that I could see on several plays um, where it's other guys besides the quarterback. When you look at the quarterback position, um, you know, obviously J.G. did nothing to hurt the football team yesterday as far as putting the ball in harm's way. Um, but the game was called in a way that I don't know if they were going to let him have any opportunities to, you know, hurt the team. I mean, like, I know they took a few deep shots, but, I mean, like, as far as a lot of crossing stuff that kind of, you know, troubled him a week ago, they, they shot away from that. I mean, there were multiple times where Tennessee had it at third and five-plus, and they just handed the football off. I mean, it – when, when you're an offensive guy, whether it be a receiver or a, a quarterback, how, how disheartening is that um, to to know? Okay, third and seven, and we're gonna we're gonna try an off right tackle. Yeah, there was one third and seven where you know Tennessee had got gotten a uh, you know turnover. It was a great play by our defense to punch the football out and get the ball on the positive side uh, of the football field, and that's that's I'm thinking two down territory, um, you know, with that running play, but. That just goes to show that the confidence is lost there with the quarterback. And, you know, there were several times when Tennessee was able to run the football right down Alabama's throat when it was third down. But uh, to, to run the football in that situation and punt it, you know, that was kind of disheartening. disheartening. And that just lets you know that, um, you know, the offensive staff don't have a confidence in, in the quarterback like they did a couple weeks ago. Um, and, hey, you have to earn the trust. And then when you lose it, you have to, you have to earn it back. So hopefully this bye week, you know, JG can earn that trust back because you know Tennessee needs to be balanced if they want to going to finish the season strong. 
We want to remind fans this season to relax, enjoy, and celebrate with the great refreshing beverages that support University of Tennessee Athletics. Coors Light, Mountain Cold Refreshment that's made to chill. Twisted tea, real brewed iced tea with a twist of lemon. Light and crisp, truly hard seltzer. And ice cold Dosecchi Cerveza, distributed across the Volunteer State by Cherokee Distributing. Remember, celebrate responsibly, and 21 means 21. All right. Swain, let's uh, let's do more with a glass half full approach. The rest of your segment. So, what do you see from the program? Not just this team, not from the staff, but from the program that gives you hope that Tennessee is at least moving, creeping, meandering, whatever you want to say, in the right direction. And I'm not talking about being able to beat Alabama. I'm not talking about even being able to beat Georgia. I'm talking about being a team that can be consistently in the top four or five of the SEC? I mean, there's, there's young talent that I think can be developed into NFL players. And I think when you look around, around the league, the teams that have the most NFL players are the teams that are the most successful. Um, there seems to be a, a significant gap uh, between Alabama, Georgia, and, and Tennessee. Uh, we'll see what happens in Florida in a couple of weeks, but um, the one thing that I you know, feel good about uh, long-term is there's some young talent. I think, um, you know, you look around uh, the freshman class, you look at the sophomores, um, there's a lot of talent that can be developed to NFL players. You know, they have to develop into leaders. And I think that's kind of a missing ingredient uh, to really see this thing take a take a, a, a step forward. There's baby step forward. You mentioned me hindering and creeping, and it feels like that, but uh, the leadership has to be there to take that take that next step, along with the added talent that you do when you go out there and recruit. Jason, I made this point on our podcast last night after the game. I, there's just the this team has gotten really stale really quick, and it's like leaving that bag of chips out without the the you know the closing them back up. They just go stale in a hurry. So it felt like yesterday the only excitement that there really was was when Jalen Hyatt made a couple of catches. And I'm not advocating that you just need to start start starting freshmen across the board. I think that's insane. But, you know, I you almost feel like they need a little something, kind of like they did in 2010 when, you know, Tyler Bray was throwing it around to, to Rick Rogers and Justin Hunter, and, and there was excitement at the end of that football season. Now, trust me, that November was a lot easier path than this November will be being an all-league schedule. But at the same time, don't you feel like the, there needs to be a little spice to the, to, to the program right now because it just feels like it's just kind of stuck and neutral? No, absolutely. Um, I mean, it maybe you, you look at the quarterback position and, and it feels like you really don't have a short-term solution there. And uh, I can understand, you know, that feeling. But I'll tell you, Jaden Hyatt really made me excited, you know, seeing how he's playing and, you know, he's not playing some of the older guys, quite frankly. And so uh, maybe some of the freshmen will be able to get to that point. Uh, the way you prove that is in practice, for sure. And if you're not doing it in practice, there's no way that you're going to be out there in the games to be able to, to make those plays and be trusted. But, Austin, you're right, man. I mean, it, it really feels stale. Um, I mean, I don't see guys playing with their hair on fire, celebrating. Um, I, mean, I, I wouldn't mind seeing someone get the celebration penalty for 15 yards, man, just to, just to be – just excited about, you know, making a play. And I think that's something that you have to get back to um, in the bye week, you know. 
encouraging guys to, to celebrate after making a play and making making football fun again. Uh, I understand when you, when you lose two, three games in a row, uh, it's not fun, especially when you're at a place that values football the way University of Tennessee values football. Jason, it's Chris again. From a player's perspective, when you're four or five games into a season, we've already seen one midseason change on the coaching staff. Um, I think there's, I don't think there's any question. There's probably some things aren't rosy. Period on the coaching staff right now, as far as morale and and chemistry. From a player's perspective, how do you think that's viewed? I mean, if you're a player and you're watching all that play out, is it just, is it more? All right, coach is trying to get it right, or there's some panic setting in, or is it somewhere in between? I just, you played, you know what it's like. Um, were you there? You were playing at 05 when, when Randy Sanders stepped aside, right? Yep. No, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and so right. I just wondered from your perspective, what's that like? Well, I mean, we, we knew he did, he just didn't step aside. I mean, we knew that he was he was encouraged more than likely to, to leave. And we knew, you know, all the criticism that he was getting um, just outside the outside the, the four walls of the building and how it affected his family. And, you know, we, we understood, at least I understood, that it was a business. And, um, you know, the coach that recruited me, the coach that I've developed a relationship two, three years um, in high school, was let go, you know, that, that year as well. And um, I turned the page. I mean, I, it was business. Um, you know, I wish, my, I, I wish Pat Washington good luck, but it was all about trying to win uh, and get better. And, you know, things had got stale there in 05. And so, um, you know, the coach staff got to find a way to to to, to avoid that. Um, and that's, that's up to Coach Pruitt to, to be able to do that. But, um, man, it's, it's, it's just really tough when you lose. And it thinks that it's a bye week because you have that whole entire week to think about it. Uh, but it could be a positive because it can really motivate guys to, to fix the issues and look in the mirror and really challenge each other. Yeah, I think it's. I don't think there's any question. I, I've said it, and I know we talked off the air, Swain. Uh, th- this two weeks, pretty critical two weeks for this program. And you know, I'm not one of those who says you know everybody. It's going to be a long two weeks. Well, but I, and, and everybody wants to put every coach on the hot seat as soon as things goes bad. And I, I'm not ready to go there, but it certainly is a critical two weeks, an important two weeks for Jeremy Pruitt, the staff, and this program as they try to get ready to play their best football, starting with that game at Arkansas in two weeks. Yeah, it has, to, it has to be their best football. Um, I mean, because you're not speaking up on anybody. Uh, Arkansas, Barry Odom is, is, is a really good defensive coach. And you remember his time in Missouri? He doesn't have any love for, for Tennessee. And so he'll be looking forward to kind of kick, kick Tennessee wide down. You know, Tennessee's played five games. So there's a lot of film on, on Tennessee. Um, the, 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 the blueprint on how to beat Tennessee is, is out there. So it's very important for Jim Chaney and his offense staff and, and the whole entire staff to go and kind of self, self-evaluate, uh, go look at tendencies that they've created, try to break some of those tendencies, and um, and really be prepared for teams' best because I think teams smell blood in the water. You know, Auburn's, you know, they're reeling a little bit even though they won. They need to find a win. Um, you know, Arkansas, when I, you know, East Tennessee is a signature win. And so, I think people see Tennessee as a win, and uh, Tennessee just needs to make sure that they don't allow that to happen. 
and, and put these first five games in the review mirror and, and treat the next five like a brand new season. All right, Swain. Jason Swain, the Swain event. More importantly, the dad, the father of the Swain girls, the world-famous Swain girls. We appreciate you joining us tonight, my friend. Oh, thank you, man. I appreciate y'all in, man. Y'all have a good one. All Thanks right. The time. That's Jason Swain, VFL. Does a great job on the radio, and always good to get his insight here on the nation. He's Austin Price. I'm Chris Lowe. We will take our second break tonight here from the Texas Roadhouse. We'll be back in just a couple minutes. We want to remind fans from the best selection of Big Orange merchandise to touch down at Hound Dogs. Locally owned and operated, Hound Dogs is your one-stop shop for all things Big Orange. To find out more, text HD Radio to 64600. That's HD Radio to 64600 when it's time to get geared up for game day. Just think Hound Dogs. Visit them online at hdnoxville.com. Are you tired of wearing glasses or contact lenses? Have you struggled with your glasses fogging up when wearing a mask this year? Now more than ever, Dr. Colby Stewart and his team at Tennessee LASIK are here for you. Visit tnlasik.com or call 865 865- 966-9182 to schedule your free consultation today. Tennessee LASIK wants to help you see the Vols in 2020. Vol fans, your vote matters, even when it comes to your debit card. This football season, First Horizon is rolling out a new Tennessee-themed debit card, and you can help select the new card design. Vote for your favorite Big Orange debit card now through November 21st, and you'll automatically be registered to win weekly prizes, including Tennessee football tickets. Simply go to firsthorizon.com forward slash vols. Only from the official bank of the Big Orange, First Horizon. Mortgage Investors Group is the number one residential mortgage lender in the state because they offer superior customer service and their mortgage professionals take pride in finding solutions personalized for you. As your home team lender, the local loan officers at MIG are experts in the market. Whether you're looking to buy a home or refinance, Mortgage Investors Group offers a winning game plan. To get pre-qualified or for information about our locations across Tennessee, visit MIGonline.com. Equal housing lender, license 109111. Turn your game day up a notch with Twisted Tea, the original hard iced tea. Twisted Tea is a real brewed tea with a twist of lemon, and it's next-level delicious. But it's not your grandma's iced tea, unless she spiked it with 5% alcohol. Try the original or the half-and-half, which is half lemonade, half hard tea. It's more than just a hard iced tea. It's a whole new attitude for gridiron greatness. Twisted Tea. Keep it twisted. Proud supporter of Tennessee football. Please drink responsibly. This is The Nation, presented by Mortgage Investors Group and hosted on location by Texas Roadhouse. Now, back to Chris and Austin. All right, we welcome you back into the show. This is The Nation. I'm Chris Lowe. He's Austin Price. Our thanks to Jason Swain. Last segment, AP, earlier in the show, you mentioned just an unbelievable debut of Wisconsin redshirt quarterback Graham Mertz. Some tough news coming out of Madison as he now is awaiting a second COVID-19 test. He initially tested positive. Now, it was the rapid test he has done in one of the PCR tests, which goes to the lab and is more accurate to see if not whether or not he is indeed positive. If he, if he is, per Big Ten rules, he has to sit out 21 days. Now, keep in mind, they already lost starting quarterback Jack Cohen to a foot injury, so that would be down to their third quarterback in Wisconsin, really having a nice outing to open the season. One of the team's 
not named Ohio State in that league that you thought had a chance to have a pretty big season. Yeah. So now that program, the Badger fans uh, on pins and needles waiting to see what happens with Mertz, who really was, when you look at their recruitment of quarterbacks over the year, was probably as coveted, Talented, as yeah. coveted a quarterback prospect as they have signed, certainly under Paul Christ, who I think year in and year out there's not been a more underrated head fo- could, football coach in the country than Chris. Uh, what? We'll go to the phone lines here and see what you would like to talk about. Fans, 1-800-688-VOLS if you'd like to join the show. Again, that's 1-800-688-VOLS if you'd like to weigh in on uh, where Tennessee goes from here. The game the other night, the SEC, uh, is the gap as wide between Alabama and everybody else in the league. You know, speaking of gaps, I looked this up um, yesterday and sort of doing a, re- a recap AP of the first four or five weeks in college football. And there's really, if you want to think about it nationwide and not just in in the SEC, there's really sort of a big three right now and everybody else, Alabama, Clemson, and Ohio State. And the way those three teams have dominated their conference teams, if you go back to the start, I think the start of the 15th season, all of them are either like 48 and 2 or 44 and 4 or 45 and 4 all three of them against conference foes i mean I remember, it, I remember a program that went 45 and 5 yep not too long well see for someone that's old like me it seems like not too long ago but you're right from 95 to 98 tennessee 45 and 5 two sec titles and a national title but but since 15 those three teams in college football Bama, Clemson, Ohio State, all, as I said, 47 and 2, 44 and 5, 45 and 5, something like that against conference foes. It really hasn't been close. They've all run yeah. away from the rest of their conference brethren. Well, I mean, you know, they, they've, they've been the class of college football. And, um, you know, it, when you get on top, it's easy to stay on top. Um, most people think that it's the opposite. But see, I think when, once you really get it rolling, it you know you can mask it even if you were to not be as good just because you know kids believe in a certain way and they, and they play hard in a certain way and I think it's harder to to build it than it is to sustain it. Well, and, and, you know, and, and I just think you know that for those programs they've they've beat their biggest rivals. Clemson continues to beat its biggest rivals. Ohio State owns the Big Ten. They own Michigan. And uh, Alabama, I mean, until Nick, until one of Nick's former assistants knock him off, he's going to continue to reign over this league. Was it twenty three and zero now or something like yeah. that? That, he, that that Saban has beaten his former assistants. Here, here, here are the uh, here are the exact stats, and this is going back to the start of the fifteenth season. Clemson is forty eight and two against ACC competition. Alabama is forty five and four against SEC competition, and Ohio State is forty four and four against Big Ten competition. So I think the translation is this. All those conferences, fans in all those conferences like to point the finger at the other one and say, well, you don't play anybody. Or it's just this team and everybody else. Well, I do, well, think, I do think that the ACC is the thinner of the three. I would agree I, with I that. I think the I Big would... Ten, it, they love to say Ohio State, you know, the deal, but Ohio, the Big Ten's a lot deeper league. I mean, then the Michigan, ACC? The Michi- Michigan oh, State has been in the playoffs. Wisconsin, you know, Wisconsin has been really good. Penn State, uh, Penn State has been really good. Michigan, still Michigan. They still got some players. It ain't like that they're 
you know, and maybe they're not the Michigan of 20 years ago, but they still have some players and they still win an adequate amount of games. Yeah, the, the Big Ten is better. Is better. You look at Indiana. Indiana's, Indiana's, you know, Tom Allen's done a phenomenal job there. I, and, and I think the SEC has had better balance across the board than it has the last couple of years. I, I would say when you go back several years. But the bottom line is all three of those teams have been head and shoulders, if you just look at bottom line stats there, than everybody else in their league. So they all have dominated the rest of their conference. It's not just yep. Clemson doing it in the ACC. It's not just Bama. It's all three of them, Ohio State in the Big Ten, Alabama in the SEC, and Clemson in the ACC. All right, AP, it's your favorite time of the show. Can't Without wait. question, the marathon question of the week. Stop by your friendly neighborhood marathon station today. You'll discover how full tank of freedom means that no matter what you're up for, they'll take you wherever you go. Marathon fueling the American spirit. All right, let's throw out the quarterback question. Yep. Okay, let's just throw it out. And without question, over the next two weeks, I'm sure they'll work a lot of people back there at that position, try to figure out what the pecking order is. Receivers going forward. What is the next receivers? What is the next area? What is the next? sort of step that this team needs to take, that this team needs to improve in, that they need to get right if they're going to have a chance to be a 5-5 five five football team or better at season's end. Skill, receivers, and secondary. All right. I mean, you know, they've got to me, they've got to continue to play young kids. You know, Jeremy lost me yesterday. Not lost me like, you know, as in I don't think he's a good coach, but just lost me with I didn't understand his logic of, you know, when I asked him in the postgame, you know, about, you know, why not play some of those younger guys sooner yesterday? And he said, well, they ought to earn it. In my opinion, you've got to earn the ability to start or earn the ability to play snaps in key situations. When you're down three and four scores, what does it matter if Jimmy Holiday's not got it figured out on how to practice uh, consistently? Put him out there and let him play. Let him let him continue to work through and kind of build his game. Same thing with Jimmy Holiday or Malachi Weidman. You know, Jalen Hyatt struck a fear, and 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 you know, and, and or you know, where I want to well, struck a fear is probably not the right phrase, but he, he he showed them something yesterday that made Alabama be very aware of when he was on the football field, and when you've got you know the head coach saying, well, those other guys can run just like Jalen Hyatt can, then it makes you wonder, like, well, what happens if Tennessee can get multiple guys out there that can really do that, and kind of space things out a little bit better because. They, the spacing has not been very good uh, in the passing game for several weeks now. And then secondary-wise, they've got to figure out who their, who their secondary is. Jeremy talked about yesterday about being disappointed in them. You know, Bryce continues to play decent football. But, I mean, they've not been very good at safety. Although I think Trayvon Flowers has not been bad. I think Jalen McCullough is the one I think that they're kind of surprised that he's not, you know, he's kind of struggled a little bit the last several weeks. And then the corner opposite Bryce. Alante's had his moments, but he struggled. Kenneth George has dropped more interceptions. I mean, this year it's amazing how many uh, interceptions he's dropped. And uh, so, you know, I think they've got to get better with their skill the next two weeks, really kind of have those guys come back around because if Tennessee's going to, you know, get you know on a roll in November, then they're going to have to make plays at wide receiver and they're going to have to make plays in the secondary, which means stopping the pass across the middle. Which has been um – a bit of an issue to this point. All right, let's take our third and final break tonight on The Nation. I'm Chris Lowe. He's Austin Price. We're at the Texas Roadhouse, the east location. Come by and see us. We'll be back in just a minute. Paul fans, your vote matters, even when it comes to your debit card. First Horizon is rolling out a new Tennessee-themed debit card. 
and you can help select a new car design. Vote for your favorite Big Orange debit card now through November 21st, and you will automatically be registered to win weekly prizes, including Tennessee football tickets. Simply go to firsthorizon.com forward slash balls. For more than 70 years, Farm Bureau Health Plans has helped Tennesseans protect themselves, their families, and their savings. And now, in tough times like these, it's more important than ever that we look out for each other. For many of you impacted by recent events, we can help make sure you're protected with quality, affordable coverage that's right for you right now. So you're prepared for whatever lies ahead. Give us a call or visit FBHP.com to learn more today. When Chrissy Ray and Chuck Tunkin founded Mortgage Investors Group in 1989, the idea was simple. Help people realize the American dream. 29 years and 115,000 clients later, Mortgage Investors Group is the number one lender in Tennessee. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to do your mortgage, but it does take a promise. At MIG, it is their joy to keep promises. Go to MIGonline.com and let them get started on your American dream today. MIG is an equal housing lender. Mortgage License 109111. Right now, you can get five cents off every gallon of fuel every day. That's five cents off every gallon with Make It Count Rewards from Marathon. Plus, you can earn points for additional savings on fuel, airfare, hotels, and more. It's quick and easy to join. Just visit makeitcount.com slash radio or download the free app. So start saving today with Make It Count from Marathon. Offer valid only at participating Marathon locations. Marathon, fueling the American spirit. It's been a long off-season, and while this football season might look a little different, Dos Equis wants to remind you that nothing will change one of college football's oldest traditions, the proud tradition of drinking beer. Tailgate from anywhere with an ice-cold, refreshing Dos Equis. Whether you're watching in Neyland, cheering from home, or hosting a virtual game watch, nothing goes with college football like an ice-cold, refreshing cerveza. Dos Equis, proud sponsor of Tennessee football. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. Copyright 2020. This is The Nation, presented by Mortgage Investors Group and hosted by Texas Roadhouse. Now, back to Chris and Austin. All right, we're back here on The Nation. I'm Chris Lowe, Austin Price. We're here at Texas Roadhouse, the east location near the old Knoxville Center Mall. We'll actually be here again next Sunday. We'll be our last Sunday here at this location, then we'll be shifting over to the Morrell Road location near Westtown Mall. Certainly we'll miss our friends here, but look forward to seeing our friends over there at the Morrell Road location. A couple early lines next week in the SEC AP. Auburn opens as a two-point favorite there on the plains over LSU. Ole Miss an 18-point favorite over Vanderbilt. Boy, Vanderbilt really, uh, really struggling. Alabama uh, a huge favorite over Mississippi State, 33-point favorite the Tide over Mississippi State. Texas A&M a 15-point favorite over Arkansas. So the Hogs with a game against A&M the week before they play Tennessee. Uh, and that Florida-Missouri game that was postponed, finally going to be played. Um, Florida a 15-point, or opens as a 15-point favorite over Missouri. And, and like you said, uh, you know, the whole Kentucky comes in here and, you know, just smashes Tennessee. <laughs> then they go and and lose to Missouri the next week. So it's been sort of one of those years in the SEC. And I think we sort of all expected a little bit of carnage this year given the, the little practice time and, you know, ca- you know, 
players not being available, COVID outbreaks, et cetera. The other one, the other line I didn't mention, Georgia, goes on the road against Kentucky. The Dogs a open as a 13-point favorite over Kentucky. I want to remind fans that the annual beef sweepstakes promotion is currently underway from our friends at the Tennessee Beef Industry Council and Food City. Now through October 26, anyone who purchases a fresh selection of beef with their Food City Value Card automatically becomes qualified to win two tickets to the Tennessee-Texas A&M game. That's the beef sweepstakes promotion only at Food City. Um, all right, AP, we've talked a lot about Tennessee. we talked about these two weeks, how important they are, uh, what Tennessee needs to do. And I agree with, 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 with you that you, you sort of get away or get past the quarterback situation. Tennessee's got to be better, period at the skill positions, in space, making plays in space, offensively and defensively, um, some big plays, you know, some plays that, you know, game-turning plays, games that are plays that change complexion of the game. It's just hard. It gets harder and harder in, in football to, uh, to to go on, on 10, 11, 12-play drives and score. you got to be able to hit those chunk plays on offense, explosive plays, and you got to prevent them on defense. I had a chance to visit with Coach Saban Friday night before the game here in Knoxville, and, he told me something I never thought I'd hear from his lips. He says it's become an offensive game now. He said, I used to think that good defense or dominant defense always would beat explosive offense. He said, it's not that way anymore. The game's evolved. The game's changed. He says, you've got to be able to score big and score points and have that explosive kind of offense if you're going to win championships and win an elite level. And that's just, he's right. I mean, I, 10 years ago, you think about those Alabama teams 10 years ago? Well, you... <clears throat> And how they won and how they're winning well, now? Well, you go back. I mean, even just five years ago, Chris, 2015, Tennessee wins or Tennessee loses in Tuscaloosa 19-14. The different Alabama offense then. Same thing, go back to that 2009 game, 12-10. You know, it, different offense then. But now they're so explosive. I mean, you know, it just continue to set a record every week for most consecutive games of scoring at least 35 points. You know, and it's just not their offense. Their defense po- puts points on the board. Um, it's just it, for several years now, everybody's like, well, he, he, you know, eventually he's going to get out. Eventually he's going to get out. I mean, like, why? I'd say, why, why would Gary Rankin get out at Alcoa? I mean, he's, he's winning state titles. Like, at what point does that make any sense? I mean, just continue to, you know, as long as you can win and be competitive, and he's going to continue to coach. You know, Nick will be 69 next Saturday. And he's, listen. Did you get him a birthday card? He could be as stubborn as the day is long, and he's old school, but, boy, he's adapted, he's evolved, and he's not been afraid to go outside the box and bring in a Lane Kiffin and bring in a Steve Sarkeesian and change the way they play. I'll tell you what, Steve Steve Sarkeesian is going to get a job somewhere pretty quickly. Now, I don't know how many jobs are going to come open this year, but someone's going to give him another shot as a head football coach. But did you get him a birthday card? No, but I heard that you have already gone – and bought up a whole case of those little Debbie snack cakes that he likes. <laughs> and you're going to UPS. Does he like them? Oh, he loves them. He eats one every morning, he says. <laughs> but he's been able to go out and hire guys. And in and, and, and some cases. Are you, telling me that, are you telling me that he likes zebra cakes? No, the little Debbie oatmeal cream pies. Oh, the oatmeal cream yeah. pies. It, it would make more sense. He, I mean, he's been eating zebras up for years. So I mean, that's That's true. But, uh, no, he's gone out and he's hired guys that, that you probably didn't think of his personality meshing and well, fitting Lane, with. Well, Lane didn't mesh, but, I mean, well, he, he, he made it work. They, it's right. And, and Kiffin, Lane, and, to his uh, but, credit, fought with Saban. And, 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 and Lane 
had enough of an impact on him to make him evolve. To help change the way he thinks and they play offense. Now, I know Nick wanted to th- wanted to play that way, but it took bringing someone in like Elaine Kiffin yeah. that wanted to play that way. And let's be honest, they've had great players on offense the last few years too. Yes, very much so. All right, we want to thank you guys. We certainly couldn't do the, this show without you fans listening. And it's, uh, it's been another great one, AP. It's always good to catch up with you. Our thanks to Jason Swain and our great production crew on the nation. We'll do it again next Sunday night. Our last show here at the Texas Road location on the east side. Until then, we hope it's a blessed and wonderful Sunday night for everybody out there. So long. You've been listening to The Nation with Chris Lowe of ESPN.com and Austin Price of Rivals and VolQuest.com. Presented by Mortgage Investors Group and hosted by Texas Roadhouse. Sponsored by Mortgage Investors Group, the number one lender in the state of Tennessee, making the American dream possible. Learn more at MIGonline.com. By Tennessee LASIK Associates, proud supporter of the Tennessee Volunteers. See the difference with Tennessee LASIK by Texas Roadhouse, your home for legendary food and legendary service 12 area east tennessee restaurants by marathon featuring top tier clean gasoline for peak performance stop by your neighborhood marathon station marathon fueling the american spirit by university eye specialists helping you live life in focus since 1935 and by dosekis nothing goes with college football like an ice cold refreshing dosekis cerveza keep it interessante and please enjoy dosekis response Distributed across the volunteer state by Cherokee Distributing. The nation is also brought to you by... Join us again next Sunday across the Volunteer State. For more news on college sports and the SEC, this is The Nation.